Hello fun people, happy holidays, I'm Isaac Carlson, and to celebrate the most magical time of year, today we're going to be exploring the epic, wonderful, and magical backstory of one Nicholas St. North, better known to the world as Santa Claus. Now, before North became the leader of the Guardians of Childhood and established himself as Father Christmas, according to the book Nicholas St. North and the Battle of the Nightmare King, he started out as a struggling and lonely child in Russia. Without any knowledge of who his parents were, when he was born, or exactly where he came from, Nicholas grew up in the wild and learned to be a fierce warrior. At one point, a legend even grew that his swordsmanship allowed him to defeat an entire regiment of cavalry with a bent steak knife while he was eating a meal. And this this display is what led to him being taken in by the Cossacks, the most savage tribe of warriors in the Russian Empire. After becoming their greatest fighter, regardless of whether he was fighting with a pistol or a dagger, and after exploiting all of their knowledge and resources, he left them when their disregard for human life became too much for him, which led to him turning to a life as a bandit. All across Europe, Nicholas St. North became known as the leader of the most dangerous and effective band of outlaws. He was the king of bandits, but of course, this life and his riches wouldn't last forever. After learning a vast array of languages around the world, mastering the creation of his own swords and weapons, and acquiring a plethora of captivating stories from his adventures, I'm sure they were very wild, he seemed far from a hero until a magical force required his help. He definitely did not start his life as a jolly and chubby cookie lover, and I remember being pretty thrown off when I initially heard Nicholas St. North was Russian in Rise of the Guardians, but learning about how he rose above his own adversity adds a lot to his legend in my opinion. I think it's wonderful now. And the way that he was able to rise into the realm of magic was because of one wizard. You see, one of the last wizards in existence, who was known as Ombrik Salazar, who came from a village known as Santof Klaassen, had discovered that a dangerous force was rising again. And after pleading to the powerful Golden Age survivor, the Man in the Moon, for assistance, that entity sent North a dream that would lead him to Ombrick's magical village. When North awoke from the dream the Man in the Moon had sent him, North commanded his band of thieves to follow him deep within an enchanted forest until they reached the Spirit of the Forest, who appeared to be completely made of treasure. Sure, North's men were quick to pursue the temptation that was presented to them, but when North heard the calls of children and the sounds of a roaring bear, he turned away from the treasure and continued towards Santaf Clausen, while his men threw themselves into the riches, were turned into small elves, and were transformed into stone. And while they were imprisoned for now, these men would return in Santa's story when he needed some helpers to build a new city. Until then, though, they were left behind by Nicholas when he raced to the children who were in danger. And when he saw the bear threatening their lives, he used all of his might as a warrior to stop the vicious bear. To his surprise, though, after the animal was taken down, a massive shadowy figure emerged from the creature. While North had believed he had taken on a horrible animal, in fact, he had fought a puppet that had been controlled by an ancient evil entity known as Pitch the Nightmare King. And of course, if you'd like to learn about how Pitch Black became the tyrant we know him as from Rise of the Guardians, definitely check out my previous discussion on him in the description. With the sun rising and without a vessel to control, Pitch would not face North any longer that day when they first met, but that confrontation showed the bandit that there were foes in the world he never could have 
imagined, and against his better judgment, he came to realize that magic existed. Honestly, that must have been a horrible way to learn about something as fantastic as magic, but luckily, that didn't deter him for very long. Because Nicholas had saved the children and had sustained injuries from the attack, Nicholas was brought to Ombrick, who, remember, was the one who initially asked for North's help, and was told to stay in Santaf Clausen to recover from his wounds, which was perfect for Nicholas since his curiosity had been piqued by the magic that he had witnessed. Early on during his time in the village, Ombrick allowed North to look through all of the ancient texts and to learn learn about the magic he had been studying for so long, and over time this relationship grew to the point where North's good heart, ingenuity, and bravery shined through enough for Ombrick to declare North as his first apprentice. North was an adamant learner and experimenter, which quickly led to him combining the magic he was studying with the machines that were built by the rest of the villagers, leading to all new contraptions being discovered. In fact, Nicholas St. North was making such progress with magic that Ombrick could even tell that his apprentice would easily surpass his knowledge and power because of his true sense of wonder. And sure, Nicholas did recognize that he had learned enough to be able to steal from everyone around the world, but after spending so much time surrounded by purely good people, he knew that he could never go back to that life. Instead, North was determined to face Pitch and the evil that emanated from him, for he was beginning to internalize the importance of protecting the dreams of children. Nicholas St. North was starting to see his purpose. Together, North, Ombrick, a young girl named Catherine who would rise to become the guardian of storytelling and a golden age protector known as Nightlight, battled with Pitch across the land as they traveled to discover one of the few places that existed on Earth that allowed people to communicate with the man in the moon. And it was actually on that journey where North found the inspiration for one of his grandest projects. In a dream that was shared to him by Catherine, North saw himself as someone in the future who is not a wizard, a thief, or a warrior, but instead as an unending mistake mysterious, powerful, and magical figure who existed in a city of snow and happiness that he knew he would someday call home. After warding off Pitch once again, the first Guardian adventure led them to the Lunar Llamas and the Yetis in the Himalayas. This was the place where some of the most dedicated followers of the Man in the Moon existed, and it was here where the Man in the Moon declared North as a Guardian of Childhood. By bestowing North with his father's sword, the Man in the Moon had given the ex-bandit a weapon that could not only pierce Pitch's shadow, but also provide the wise and courageous man all the secrets that remained hidden from the Golden Age. With a clear sense of purpose now that he was a guardian with a city to create, when North returned to Santaf Clausen, he used his magic to free his bandit companions from their stone prison so they could serve him with honor. And while they were brought back to life, they did retain their small elvish form, bulbous noses, and childlike voices, though that did not stop them from pledging to follow their leader again to a new life of goodness. This, of course, was the origin of Santa's elves, which immediately gave North the manpower to begin plotting his new city. With the elves' help, they began to figure out how to construct a new center of magic and learning. Instead of expanding Santoff Clausen, North insisted that they needed more places around the world where all those with kind hearts and inquiring minds would be welcomed. He was determined to create a place that would always be able to make children feel safe and protected so that they could grow to become their finest selves a mission that I am 
all four. And with the combined efforts of North, Bunny Mund, better known as the Easter Bunny, Toothiana, aka the Tooth Fairy, and Sandyman Snoozy, otherwise known as the Sandman, they were able to transport half of Santa Clausen to the magnetic pole of the Northern Hemisphere to begin the new city. Everything from the trees of the enchanted forest to the elves to dozens of forest creatures, including a small herd of mighty reindeer, and of course, the yetis, all were brought to the new location according to North's imagination. There, North began the first city of the new golden age that would now be called the North Pole. And to me, it's little magical moments like that in the legends of the Guardians that just makes me feel like this series is just so incredible. I love getting to dive into all of these stories that build up the Guardians. William Joyce just does such an amazing job of setting up the fantastical places and beings that so many people know and cherish. Understanding how someone could even begin to imagine a place like the North Pole or why that might need to exist is just fascinating to me. And the way that he set up North's growth and the creation of the North Pole over many books is so well done. It made this discussion a bit harder to make because it was so spread out, but nonetheless, the Guardians books provide very satisfying moments. These books, along with the Frozen 2 prequel book that I really need to finish, were the main stories that brought me to dive into reading fiction recently this year. But of course, the North Pole is not fiction. It's a very real place, regardless of how many origin stories exist for it. And in this story, we were told that there are not only homes, a library, and workshops around this city, but at the center of it all is a spire that can light up and shine into the world. It is a beacon to not only let North send messages to his friends and the other guardians, but it also allowed him to see across the world, you know, so he could see who's been bad or good, even though he did receive input as well from speaking to everyone's pets. To get around the world, though, North developed a sleigh for himself that was capable of going at the speed of light with the help of some of Santoff Clausen's magical giant reindeer, pulling him and his cargo around the planet. But after establishing the North Pole, Nicholas not only continued his fight with the Nightmare King, but also began to focus on bringing joy to children on the Earth holiday that was rising known as Christmas. He used all of the infrastructure that he created for his city to lift up people around the globe. For months before the holiday came, yetis, elves, and other guardians assisted in the effort to produce gifts and toys for every child, and by December 24th every year, all of those packages then needed to be delivered to all of them in a single night. While the yetis made the toys and the elves market tested the goods and cleaned the workshops, the guardians constructed 10,000 balloon blimps and underground trains as gift resupply points that would be spread out to destinations all across the world. Sure, it was a stressful period each year as the holiday approached, I can't imagine it, but it was always worth it when Christmas Day finally arrived because the actions of Nicholas St. North and all who helped him brought genuine and unmatched hope to the young at heart. And by providing these grand gestures every year, Christmas evolved from a single day to a state of mind that extended over an entire season, which brought unmistakable warmth, hope, and comfort to so many people and developed North into a figure who was larger than life, who was given a name that closely resembled that of the village that he entered, which changed his life forever. By establishing himself as a guardian who protects and creates wonder across the world, Nicholas St. North would forever be known as Santa Claus. Fun people, make sure to subscribe and click the beautiful bell if you're new, and then click on another magical video in the description or on the screen. Finally, as always, thank you to my patrons, thanks for watching, and have a magical day, and happy holidays!